it sucks. I've had it. It's awful. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Molly Glover, Nick Glover, and Tim Wick. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we're going to take a look back at Convergence 2023. We had a great time at the con, and we'd like to convince you to come and join us at Convergence 2024. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Molly Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Tim Wick. Hello, I'm Tim Wick. And Nick Glover. Welcome to Convergence. Oh, boy. All right, so we are doing a Convergence wrap-up. I'm sure that so a lot of times in the years we've done a Convergence preview, and we didn't do one of those this year because we decided we wanted to see how it went and talk to you about how it went after the fact and let you know about how much fun we had or maybe didn't have. I don't know. Maybe you guys didn't have fun. I had a I got, great time. I, I, I got murdered twice. Oh, murdered twice. Yes. Well, the convention has moved to downtown Minneapolis. Where murders. It's Murderapolis. Murderapolis. Lawless Minneapolis. I got carjacked in the lobby of the hotel 12 times. Yeah, it's so scary. Uh, so anyway, we're going to talk about convergence. Uh if you are not local and you are like, I don't know why I would ever want to listen to anything about this. I understand. I really do. But if you want to think about coming in for Convergence, this maybe this uh, episode will give you a little bit of a taste of what it was like this year and what you could expect next year if you decided to join us. I think you should. It's a great time. Yeah, I guess, uh, uh, so- I guess I'll just say, you know... Um- this will show you how interesting we are at Convergence. And, and if you think we're interesting as a podcast, why not come see us in person where we're even more interesting? That's, That's right. Uh, so just so you, if, if you're not sure what Convergence is, go to convergence-con.org. You can read that converges all areas of geekdom. So, you know, you've got anime fans, movie fans, comics nerds, literary nerds, uh, people who are into superheroes, people who are into horror. Basically, if anyone can geek out about it, costuming nerds, history buffs, like we're all, the the point is it brings everyone together. People who want to spend the entire weekend playing Magic the Gathering. Yeah, you can do that too. Tim, being one of the founders of Convergence, is that pretty much, does that pretty much sum up kind of like what you guys had in mind in terms of what Convergence was meant to evoke when people think of the term? Yes. The uh, the Convergence, I, I feel like we wanted to be the jack of all trades, master of none convention, where it's like, yeah. If if you're just a geek, we wanna we wanna be there for what what you're geeky about. Um, yes. And uh, so it doesn't mean you know if you're super into anime and that's super your thing, you know maybe an anime con is better for you than convergence because convergence isn't isn't going to be as much of an anime immersion experience as other cons. But there are absolutely people there that cosplay anime. There are people there that want to talk anime. There is an anime room. So, so it is, it is something that, that without question is, is welcomed and celebrated at convergence. Um, but, but it's not a convention that's, that's made to be welcoming and celebrating any single thing. It's really just about, let's all be, let's all be nerds in the same hotel together and celebrate that being a nerd is kind of cool. Yeah, I think that that a lot of that is a big part of convergence is that it's it's a nonprofit that's volunteer run. So panel determined quite literally. So I mean, there are a lot of panels on 
anything. And if you had night, if you were like, well, they never do a panel on this show that I love. You can pitch that as a panel. And you can, you, on on the, panel. you can be on the panel and get your five favorite people to talk about the show. Yeah. It's, we, it's, it is what you make it literally. Yep. Yeah. And I think yeah, sometimes, I think that one of the things that we, thought, sorry, we're, we're, we're recording, of course, uh, remotely. So sometimes we talk over each other. Sorry about that. Um, so yeah, one of the things that I think is really important is what you talk about is that the convention is what you make it. And sometimes we get a lot of criticisms, like there wasn't a panel that was about the thing that I wanted to talk about. And it's like, well, we need help doing that. We need people, yeah. you know, and it can't just be you going, I want a panel that, that where people talk about this, you kind of need to find the people to talk about it. Uh, otherwise mm -hmm. it's, it's quite possible that it won't happen because one person wanting to talk about a thing doesn't feel like a real exciting panel. But at the same time, you could pitch that. You could yeah. be like, yeah. the panel could be, you know, uh, Brian M. tells you his favorite games. You could pitch that to programming and be like, it's just going to be me and I'm going to talk about all my favorite games. Programming might be like, you know what? We actually, we we need stuff. We'll put it on the schedule. They might. Up. You never know. It, and It's, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't realize you were. No, it's, uh, it's definitely, um, I've seen people pitch panels that they don't want to be on to, but they want the panel to happen Yes, where they're like, so if you want panels and things to happen, but you maybe that's being on a panel and being the center of attention, like that is not your bag that don't let that stop you. Absolutely. Maybe you just want to see if anybody else wants to talk about a dark critique of Batman returns, mm -hmm. right? Like, or you want to see what people think about, uh, you know, what, you know, I've seen, and, and honestly, like we've seen everything from like, you know, why it, are the costumes in this movie bad to like yeah. something more, you know, dramatic or something a little bit more, you know, critiquing there are most of the panels are what you would call fan panels where basically it's just, these five people are going to talk about the owl house and why it's awesome. Right. And maybe there isn't any structure other than isn't the owl house awesome. And everyone goes, fuck yeah. yeah it's so, so fly, fucking right? awesome. Yeah. And everyone in the audience is like, yeah, I love it too. You know, it's, there's a lot of interaction. Um, and if panels aren't your thing, if that's, uh, if all this makes you just sound, com you feel completely bored. There are room parties, there are performances, there is masquerade, there's costume stuff. It's really Something for everyone. I genuinely do think so. Um, if you, so I guess let's let's talk about what we did at Convergence yeah. in 2023, and uh, what what were some of your highlights? So, guys, what was tell me what was one of the, one or two of the things you did at Con? Whether it was a panel, a performance, an activity you took part in, a conversation, one of your favorite things that you did. I had I had two firsts uh, for Convergence for me, and that's. I, you know, Molly and I have been going to Convergence for a long time, like, you know, 20 years or something well, like yep. that. This Not like as long years. as some people on the podcast, but a me, pretty, me, pretty me. Long. Um, and so I had two firsts and they were on the first day of Convergence. So it was kind of a great way to kick things off. Um, one of the first panels they do is every year is a welcome to Convergence panel. And uh, like the last three years. I've when I talk about what panels I'd be interested in doing, I always say I would love to do a welcome to convergence. I've been going for a long time. I've worn a lot of hats volunteering. I've had a lot convergence has been a lot of different things to me. I think I have something to offer to that to that panel and those people. And and I've never been on it and that's fine and it's not like a feelings hurting thing, but this year I was on the welcome to convergence panel 
I was told that it was the the best attended Welcome to Convergence panel they've had in in years and years. And it felt like a really rewarding experience to me. And we all got to, it was sort of like a Convergence fan panel for Convergence in a sense. Uh, and then the other first I got was uh, I was on SmackDown this year, which was yeah, super, you were. Super you smacked it down. It was great. It Smack, was... SmackDown is a thing that happens on main stage every year where there is a bracketed competition uh, that has a theme and all of the panelists are just kind of picking who wins what as they like, progress through this year uh, was costuming was the theme it was right. all dressed up it was celebrating costumes and cosplay and so the smackdown was all uh clothing yep. so it was for example uh dr strange's cloak of levitation versus you know uh the ring I, of I power from the lord of the, the rings ring of power yes right. which i, I think was an actual I, I don't remember if that was an actual pairing but it doesn't matter and Tim, Tim hosts it. Yeah. Yep, Tim hosts it every year. So if you if you if you like the people you're listening to now, uh, this is a show that you would enjoy because the other people on the panel are also very along our lines of comedy, sarcasm, you know, silliness. Many of who, it, many of them have been friends of the show. It's I was, true. I was yeah. just about to say, I think at least half the people on the on SmackDown or running SmackDown are either on or have been guests on the podcast. One of the things that I like I about uh, about Convergence is that there are uh, shows that have been going on for a long time. Yeah. And uh, shows that have just are just brand new. And sometimes a silly idea ends up going for a long time. Uh, I, I don't want to. This isn't one of my moments. But for example, uh, the three of us plus Jeremy Stomberg uh, did a <laughs> we had this stupid idea. That was like, let's do a conspiracy improvised panel where we just make up conspiracy theories the, the whole time and people can ask us questions. And the, the deal is you can ask us any question about what a conspiracy and we'll answer it. And give you the truth. We found out this year that we've been doing it for 10 years. Oh, my God. Like it's just some dumb idea that, that just took off. Uh, Tim, what's some favorite moments you had this year? Sure. Um, one thing that um, I helped with, I, I helped write a Klingon murder mystery for Fearless Comedy Productions that was just a, it was a panel. Uh, it was, the room was, was full standing room only. Uh, I wasn't on the panel. I just, I just helped write it and I went to watch it. Um, and it was super, super well received. Um, I, you know, they were, I, they were in full Klingon costumes. They were, they right? were in full Klingon regalia. Klingon? And, uh, you know, we've done murder mysteries before, but this one, because it was a Klingon murder mystery, uh, instead of having to figure out which one of them, which one of them uh, had committed the murder and they were all denying it. They all claimed that they had, had committed the murder because it was all an honorable, an honorable killing of the captain of their ship. So every single one of them claimed that they had, they had killed the captain and, and then the audience had to figure see out. See actually did the murdering. See which one actually did the murdering. And of course, part of the twist is they all were telling the truth because they're Klingons. They're very honorable. So it's which one succeeded in killing the captain is what, uh, <laughs> what the audience had to figure out. Kind of an Orient Express kind of a thing. A little bit, a little bit, and yeah. uh, you know, it's it's fun. I I I like watching shows that I had a part in producing and seeing how they how they go over, and uh, you know, a lot of the the stuff that I had a hand in writing got received really well. That always makes me feel good. But but yeah. the overall flow, you know, they kind of did it a writing by committee, and I I just said I would help. Um, yeah. And it worked. It worked, and the actors did a great job. Right. And I, I was like, 
super happy with it. And it was fun to go. It was great to see so many people really into it. The audience was really into it. So that was great. Uh, uh, something that I really loved that I had never done before was uh, we, uh, Nick and I and Jeremy and our friend Duck Washington, friend of the show, Duck Washington, uh, were invited by Cinema Rex, the movie room, to do a live riff uh, of the Batman movie. Uh, the Is it Batman Returns? Batman and Robin. Batman, Batman and Robin. And Robin. With the of, nipples. Of Batman and Robin, which they were showing uh, because of all the bat suit with the nipples and the iconic costumes of Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze and everything. Uh, so, yeah, it's that one. And so that was really fun. We got together. Uh, about a month or so ahead of the convert of convergence and watched the movie here at our house and just wrote out all our jokes and we came up with a script. And I think one of the things that we said that we, one of the things that I would, that we learned that we would do differently next year, I think is that we would just do it live. Yeah. Uh, we felt like doing it ahead of time and writing the script, which is t- traditionally how you would do a riff or a riff tracks thing. Uh, didn't, live i think it would have worked the trouble is uh, uh when we did it live and we recorded it to write the script we talked over each other a yeah. good bit so that's one of the the tricky things is is uh finding when to say the joke when is the joke funny enough to say uh because you never know what's going to land with people yeah. um it was it was really fun and it was fun to get out of my comfort zone and do something i hadn't ever done before that was a fun new one yeah yeah i wanted to go to that uh, and I, something- I didn't end up making it so I, I was bummed by that but i'm glad i'm glad it went well is there anything that you uh, you guys were either a little disappointed by or that didn't go as well as you were hoping at Convergence? I can't think of a single thing that didn't I know. go well. We had the, a great year. I think the the most like uh, the moment of where I had the most like ah oh, fuck was actually when we were done with the riff. And we'd been kind of telling like dirty jokes yeah. about Batman and Robin we the whole time. Dirty. And then at the lights in Cinema Rex come up and the like small children sitting in the couches <laughs> directly in front of us who were just tucked down low enough where we couldn't see them popped up and turned around and they were like, that was super fun. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and they scampered out of the theater and Molly and I were just mortified that like it turned out we knew their parents and they were fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a disaster. It was just a moment where it was like, oh, shit, I maybe would have gone a little bit. I made a different choices would have been made. Or next year we should determine the rating. Of yeah. This, uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that. Um, the rating. Yeah. You know, for me, most everything was good. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say last year, I've, I've been back on the board for a couple of years now. Uh, I don't know that whether that was a good choice or a bad choice, but there it is. And, um, the last year was really bad for con drama, which is is a dismissive yeah. term. Yes, um, no, because it, is, it was but it, it, yeah. It was it was major important drama, but it was still drama, you know. And yeah. this year it wasn't as bad. It wasn't that bad at all, um, and that made it that made it a lot a lot more pleasant for me overall. I also was much more mentally in a position to be ready for shit this year than I was last year. And that, that made a big difference. Um, I think the biggest things that were kind of downers were things that we weren't really ready for. Um, CVG TV, which is our, our, we, we do broadcasts of all the main stage shows and some other, some other panels and stuff. And it's supposed to be broadcast on the hotel television. It has been, for many, many years of the convention now. And we found out 
about a week before the con that the hotel wasn't doing in internal broadcasts anymore on their TVs. Um, And that sucked. That sucked because we weren't ready for it and because we had to pivot to like trying to make sure people knew that they could still see it, but it was only going to be seen streaming and the hotel doesn't have like smart TVs. So it's not like you could pull up YouTube on your, on your TV in your hotel room. Um, At the same time, it was a little bit of a ripping off the bandaid kind of moment. We were going to have to move that way soon. Anyway, hotels aren't doing that shit anymore. Um, And while we can really, really try and push hard to get the hotel to maybe get a, smart TV so people can actually freaking watch YouTube in their freaking hotel room. Um, we kind of are at a point where everybody's got a device that they can watch something, sure. be it a, be it a smartphone or a tablet, or they've got a computer in their room. Um, and so we need to pivot to just streaming anyway and not worry about what we can get from the hotel. It's just mm-hmm. the timing was unfortunate and that made it a difficult thing. And I think that, that uh, we weren't, we weren't really prepared to capitalize on it the way that we would have been had we known sooner. You know, we didn't really get to do anything about it during opening ceremonies because our opening ceremonies writers, the fabulous Nick and Molly Glover, had no Aww. had no uh, knowledge of that being something that we can put yeah. in. Whereas next year we can we can well next year yeah. we for can sure. do it. We can plan for it. So that was a disappointment that you know uh, could have been done better. And uh, I, it was a, our a source TV of stress. Chromecast. Oh, well. We couldn't. I we couldn't get it to work, and I didn't invest any effort into it because I had an <laughs> alternate solution, like you were saying. But um, did you? So, Tim, as someone who's on the board, I know that all you folks on the board have like rotating on-call shifts, basically for for being, you know the board member at large who can come and address issues without going into details or talking about any of that, because obviously you can't, was it a terribly active convention for you as a board member? Not at all. Oh, that's so great to hear. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would go every time I had a break, I would go and check in. Um, we, we have a text string that's going on between the board. Uh, and it was quiet. There, you know, because if there great. was if there was something going on, there'd be something like everybody come and meet at this place at such and such a time. We have a room that's set aside. So if there is a major issue, we can go yeah. and sit down and talk it out and figure out what we're going to do. We never had to use it. Um, that's fantastic. Now, I don't pretend really to think great. that's going to happen again next year. <laughs> um, but I'll make sure it doesn't. And and oh, there man. there are issues that came up that obviously I'm not going to go into detail about, but that came out that we have to deal with after the con. But even those are not too bad. So that's really that good that's, that's a good a good year for us. The Molly Glover gas leak incident. <laughs> for me, I would say uh, 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 the only disappointment I had was uh, I bought a pair of costume pants for the <laughs> costume that Nick and I did together. Uh, where we, we cosplayed characters from Disco Elysium, which we've talked about on this podcast before, a great video game. Uh, Nick was Harry Dubois, and I was his partner, Kim Kitsuragi. And I bought this pair of pants that were perfect for it. And I bought them way ahead of time. Like I, I'd had them for like five weeks before con. And what I did was I they, they arrived, and I put them on. And I was like, sure, these fit. And I didn't really wear them or oh. walk around in them. Oh. Let me just tell you. If you're going to do a costume and you're going to wear it for like 
10 hours. <laughs> you really want to wear the pants around at home and, and, or any of the costume pieces, make sure you can sit, make sure you can crouch. These pants were way too tight. They were not comfortable. <laughs> uh, they fit across my crotch and butt in a way that was very, uh, it was not comfortable at all. Like I just, and so that, that kind of was like a, I don't know. You know how like in a video game, if you're poisoned, you just like lose one hit point every 10 minutes. Yeah. That's how I felt in these pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt like I was losing one hit point every, every like hour in the pants. <laughs> those, those pants were the chair that you have to sit in in Disco Elysium. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they were. Yes. Uh, so that really, but that was really it. Honestly, like everything else went super well. I felt uh, prepared for everything. I, yeah. I, uh, I, 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 yeah. Uh, it we, there wasn't any drama. We're we're in our forties now. It's pretty rare for our friend groups to have drama anymore. But you know, fifteen years ago, convergence for us was uh, someone was always fighting. Like yeah. someone was fighting with somebody. Oh, and you were so and so kissing so and so, dragged off into corners to have somebody very like very like in, intently telling you about like why you need to take their side in an issue, and you're just like, oh, I want to go party. <laughs> like leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you know. I, I, oh boy, I, I don't want to, I, I almost don't want to complain about this because there isn't a good solution. It's a problem that everyone agrees is a problem. And it's just like, that's, that's life. That's reality. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult for me to enjoy the party rooms in the way they are in this hotel. And that's fine. That's just something I can, I can you know, have to yeah. live with and that's, that's okay. I think that's, um, yeah, that's a tough thing about the move from the old hotel to this yeah. hotel. It, it needed to happen. And for people who haven't been to convergence, sure. the, the old hotel was great. It was a really great space. Um, it had this amazing, amazing party floor that, you know, everything was around the pool. It was just, there was an energy to it that you can't recreate without yeah. having basically the exact same space. And we had to move because that hotel basically stopped wanting to have us there. Um, and I think that um, the hardest thing that we're dealing with right now is a lot of people who went to that convention at the old hotel, loved that old hotel, warts and all, and can't envision it anywhere else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's I keep thinking... I keep thinking 10 years from now, there are going to be people that have been coming to our con for five years who don't know the difference, who don't know what it was like before and uh, who love it the way it is now. And I think that the hardest thing to do is try to see it through their eyes, to not see Absolutely. the convention that it used to be and to see the convention that it is and that it can be. Um, yes. And that's... If uh, live on, it has to be seen that way. Yeah. And that's a challenge that we keep having to work work through you know, and and there are things in this new hotel that are amazing. The dealer's room in this room in this hotel is ten times better. Oh my gosh! Than mm -hmm. than what it's we had huge. before. Yeah, that's another it's thing. Accessible. That another thing Convergence has to offer is uh, there are there is a giant room where people are selling goods, uh, art, jewelry geeky stuff uh lots and lots of uh like like i mean there's props and and clothes and yeah. i mean pretty much anything you can imagine uh, someone was selling like fantasy maps 
Yep. There was like a booth that was just selling like steampunk curios. Patches. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Artists Alley where you can buy all kinds of different art in all sorts of different mediums. Usually there's a bidding or you can just purchase it outright, like, but you can just go look at stuff. It's it's, auction. It's very, very cool. Uh, It's there's a lot of very, there's just so much to see. Honestly, it's really great. It's a lot of things to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Was there something that you are hoping, like what's something at Convergence that you hope is always at Convergence, like that you never want to see go away? And I'm not going to tell, I don't want to talk about things like, oh, I hope we always have con suite or I hope there's always escalators. Like, no, like seriously, (laughs) like what's something that like, that is so, that you hope is always at Convergence that really means a lot to you? I'll let you think because I I knew I was going to ask the question. So I I feel like a lot of my initial answers that I have right away are kind of selfish answers where it's opportunities I have to to perform sure like i i absolutely love doing vilification tennis on main stage and mm-hmm. i hope we always get to do it and we might not always get to do it and that's fine but like i, I always want to do it forever um and and it's a super selfish answer right it's not like a sure. the culture of convergence thing for yeah. me oh uh, what i I was going to say, I'll let you think while I talk here, but oh. uh, for me, I think even though I don't go anymore, I've, I've only go, went a couple of times when I was a lot younger, but uh, there's the, uh, the rave dance oh, yeah. party that happens on, uh, I think, I think now it happens every night because now it's up on the, on the sixth floor uh, in a dedicated space, as opposed to taking over main stage at night. Now it's like upstairs. No, it takes and, over uh, main stage. It still, it still takes over that main stage. Is there also one at main night. stage too? Yeah. Maybe this, I don't know what's going on, but up on the holodeck yeah up on the holodeck on six that's where they're like there's a there's like that's where the majority of the dance party is all the time Um, that's and so like i haven't seen it on main stage for years i didn't realize that they still had yeah they still do it after they do their main programming they're still a rave at main stage until like six in the morning really i hope that happens because i i think that that is just like a even though it is not for me and and it is for the youths you know, and then for the people who are youths at heart, I that is something to me that is convergence is a party con. That is what it is. Yeah. It is they, its soul is for younger party people, and I love that. DJ Fenris, pom, 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 pom. yeah, our friend Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, well, it, yeah, I uh, think you know, and and my answer isn't Nick's, but I was gonna, you know, I think the the thing about the performance stuff is there is something in convergence's DNA that is that there, there is a performative aspect that's been there, you know, a lot of comedy panels, a lot of comedians doing, doing performance stuff. And I want to see that continue beyond us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want, I want to see that there's a next generation of people coming in that want to do comedy there and, and make that keep being a part of what, what convergence is about. Um, mm-hmm. and there, Absolutely. there is some evidence that that's going to happen. So I hope it keeps, it keeps going because while I do want to keep doing vilification tennis there forever, I know that that's not necessarily going to happen, but having something I mean, else come in, gonna die someday. Yeah, I, it seems, it seems <laughs> very likely that's how uh, this thing tends to work. Just, just think back There's, to the Barbie mu- movie and, uh, you guys ever think about dying, <laughs> you know, Tim, the last two years of convergence, I've seen when flipping through the the schedule, I've seen people that were like, oh, this is like a, you know, improv comedy panel. Or there are some people who are doing like something from uh, Dropout TV, one of their improv shows as a panel. And I was like, I don't recognize a single name in this panel. I'm adding right. it to my schedule and I'm going to go to that. Yeah. And yeah. last year it 
canceled because of someone not attending the con at the last minute and this year it got canceled and i don't know why but like it people are at least trying to make it happen Mm -hmm. and like i will i will i'm there for it i will go see those panels i want those things to happen so i can kind of go hey here's a new person we can bring into smackdown and and things like that um to to just keep drawing in new people which i think is is a huge benefit in a lot of ways that wasn't going to yeah. be my answer but but i think that it's What's a good answer? answer my answer is is cinema rex which i uh, it's that there's a lot of complications with cinema rex and i won't go into all of oh, it yeah. but the basic concept of a movie room where there's couches and popcorn and candy that just feels like your living room but mm-hmm. you know a good bunch of movies that are curated to fit the theme that um, that some are movies that people have seen before and love, and some are movies that they've never seen. That hopefully you can get them get them a little bit interested in, get them to come and check it yeah. out. Um, this last and that there's year, always a movie. There's yeah. always a movie going on. So if you're ever like, I don't know what to do, you can always go see a movie. Yeah, until like four in the morning, they take like yeah. four or five hours off, and then then they start up again. They do movies in the morning that are more kid oriented, so people with yeah. kids can go see them. And and I I, I think um, it's very unique. There isn't any other convention that has a movie room like Cinema Rex. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Uh, there there is a lot of thought that goes into it. And, uh, you know, the, the way that we're thinking about next year, the theme is diversity and they're, they're working really hard on how do they come up with programming that's really going to highlight that theme, um, Mm -hmm. and, and really make it stand out. Uh, you know, and we talked about the Barbie movie last, last week and boy, I sure hope that's one of the movies on the, uh, (laughs) I know that's one of the ones they want to get. I know they want to get. That we saw Barbie with the two two of the co-heads of Cinema Rex, and the first thing that they said when we left the theater was, "Well, that's perfect for next year." Yeah. <laughs> well, and this last year they showed a Bollywood film for the first time right. ever in Cinema Rex, and it was huge. It was a huge hit, yeah. and uh, so that's going to happen again. I think next year they're going to do RRR, which you know, with its colonialism, yes. with its colonialism theme, absolutely yeah. fits the convention theme. So that is something I hope never goes away. So I, uh, I, okay, so I have an answer that's more on theme with like the culture of convergence thing I hope never goes. And that's, uh, I know a, a lot of people are like expecting A-list guests, like a wizard world for-profit type convention. And convergence has certainly had some, you know, more like A-list-y type guests. I hate thinking of it in that sense, but mm-hmm. I love how much the guests participate in the convention yeah everyone that is a guest is there to have a good time and they do have a good time they have a they have a great time they, they attend the convention they attend the convention they, don't they just show up they go to shows they they are on panels with you know local folks uh talking about you know whatever their their specialties are and as they pertain to the topics at hand and um just i you know a number of times i found myself like at the hotel bar or something 
sitting around with a bunch of friends and one of the guests of honor who's just there having a fun time shooting the shit. And like, I feel like that's not something you get at a big for-profit con at all. I got to be on a Stephen King panel with my favorite fantasy author, Scott Lynch. And he wasn't even a guest that year. I don't think he was just a guy who was there from Wisconsin. Maybe he was a guest like previous and was coming back because he had so much fun, but still like, there's never going to be a world where I get to discuss an author I love with an author I love like that. Like, yeah. it's nuts. I couldn't, I, I felt like I was dreaming. It was just amazing. Years ago, I was like drinking scotch in con suite with Michael Sheard until three o'clock in the morning. And Tell people kissed. who that is because everyone always uh, says it and I didn't know who he was uh, until people told me who he was. He he is Admiral Ozzel in Star Wars and he played Hitler in uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, and, uh, and he, he laid one on me right on the, right on the lips. He, he, uh, he said, uh, that's it. I'm done. I'm not kissing anyone else for the rest of the night. And I was like, oh, can I get you more scotch then? And he goes, oh, what the hell? One more. And he's laid one on me. It was just a real fun, funny guy. Yeah. He passed uh, away a few uh, years ago and that, and that's the only reason uh, why he probably hasn't kissed you if you've been to Convergence. Um, yeah. Right. Right. He just a, a friendly, like consensual, <laughs> I don't want to give, he wasn't like a creep, right? It was very, uh, it was a very fun thing. And, and that's just such a Convergence thing to me is that level of participation. Accessibility. Absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, so one of the things that with Convergence is uh, that was new this year was day passes, uh, which is kind of hilarious. It's been a long running joke that there were not ever going to be day passes for Convergence. But you know what? Needs must and things change. And so they decided this year to open it up and to have day passes. And it was uh, successful, honestly. Like we had uh, a few hundred people register for day passes. Yeah, about uh, three, 300, days. yeah. Yep. So uh, it's really great. Uh, So if you're thinking like, oh, I'll just go check it out for a day now that there's day passes. Well, let me tell you this. If you buy and register right now, if you register for a membership right now before January 15th, 2024, you're going to pay $95. That's what you're going to pay for a single day. Well, 75. 75 is a day pass. 95 is full convention. So Yes, right now, right now. Yeah, you saved, if you register now, it costs you $20 more. And even if you're like, well, I don't know, I'd like to check it out for a day. What if you check it out for a day and you really like it? Uh, yeah. Then yeah. you'd have, then you only paid 20 bucks extra and you can be there yep. for the whole weekend. And it's really easy to transfer your membership if you end up not going and anybody can walk you through that. Uh, if you want to email us, I'll help you. Genuinely, the, I will help you. It's not hard. There's a whole Facebook group that's the, the yep. Convergence community where... People, you know, buy, sell and trade their memberships if they can't go or if they want to go at the last minute and they want to pick up a, yeah. a membership at a lower cost all the way up to the week of the convention. You see that stuff happening. So I'll it's give you not, a, it's low risk to get one in advance yeah. for sure. I'll give you an inside baseball tip, which is this. Um, Convergence is the only convention right now that offers uh, membership transfers um, because mm-hmm. it's uh, because we have software right now that can do it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is crappy software. And yet it allows us to do that. And as we've been trying to find new software to do it, one of the things we haven't been able to find is membership transfers. So we're trying to build our own thing that's better than what we have because we're pretty much unique, pretty much any other convention. If you buy a membership and you can't go, you're out that money. And we make it possible for you to not be out that money by finding somebody else who wants to go. 
So yep. uh, that's pretty cool that, that we continue to do that. And it was something that when we got told, well, we're going to have to get rid of this, this service, the response was, no, let's figure yeah. out how to make it work. Um, so go to convergence-con.org and register now. Honestly, just click register online and uh, you can register for next year's convention, which is called Everyone's Invited, a celebration of diversity in geekdom. I don't think that's the official second part of the tagline. I'm just making it up from there. But it is, uh, <laughs> uh, it is a celebration of diversity and diverse voices and uh, what makes the fact that everyone is invited not just to convergence but to fandom to geekdom like we are all we all belong here and uh the the best way to prove that is to uplift uh those of us who have historically not been very represented so it is it's going to be a great year i'm very excited uh but it is time we're excited to represent for atheists oh yeah which is pretty much the only area in which two of us are any kind of I was gonna Minority. say I got all kinds. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, yeah, two of us, two of us. That's all we really can stand on. Uh, uh, but uh, it's time for five questions. Five questions, and we have five answers from Katrina Tucker. Yay. This is another one, amazing five answers that we got from people who came to see us live at you heard it Convergence 2023. Uh, Katrina Tucker, aka Kit Kat Chaos X. I'm assuming that that is Katrina's. Uh, you know, gamer tag or or, uh, or a Twitch, or Twitch tag. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, go ahead and ask me some questions. I'll read Katrina's answers. Hey, Katrina, uh, what's a game you played recently that you really enjoyed? Stray. It's a video game playing a cat oh. because I love cats. Heart emoji. <laughs> Heart emoji. So- I've played it a little bit and I loved it. I need to get back to that one, but uh, Tears of the Kingdom came out and, uh, you know. T- Tim, so. You're in like an apocalypse where there's only robots and uh-huh. they've never seen organic beings before and you're a cat and you can walk around their apartment buildings and walk around the landscape and walk up to their couches and it's like you walk up to a couch and it'll be like press X and you press X and then it's like press left trigger, right trigger, back and forth and you start scratching their couch up. <laughs> and like, or, you, or you need to scratch up a wire panel yeah, to fuck it up. Or and like you'll walk around on like rooftop ledges and you'll see something on the rooftop ledge and you can just walk up to it and go bonk and just knock it off the rooftop. <laughs> like you solve all the puzzles just like a cat would. Like being it's, a cat. Yeah. Yeah. There's some tense moments, but it's not terribly violent. It's great. Very cool. Question two. What science fact or discovery do you think is really fucking cool? A video on the internet that shows all forms of water at once. Ice to water to gas and back around. Oh. Uh, That's pretty cool. Neat. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I guess the, the idea of water has all those states is pretty cool. Water yeah. is cool. Water is very cool. It's very cool to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I've, sorry, a quick science fact, because we just saw saw glaciers uh, when we were in Alaska. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, one of the rangers, ta- who is a, ge- a geology ranger, talked about the fact that, uh, and I can't give you the exact definition, but if you go by the exact definition of what makes a rock, a glacier is a rock. So uh, just just <laughs> let that let that sink into your brain for a minute. So All right. ice rock, an ice rock. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so water is a rock. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Question number three. Uh, where do you get your sense of right and wrong from? Because we assume it is not religion. Partially from Lutheran following, but mostly from my mom teaching me morals that were not based in religion. I like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
morals not based in religion. I uh, I imagine are you know like don't rape people. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's... no religion says that anywhere. <laughs> yeah, quite the opposite actually. Uh, question four: If you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Clean the entire bathroom and keep it clean. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If you could always have a sparkling clean bathroom, that would be amazing. Those bubbles, guys. Like, but for real, like, like, like they're real, like they're all, they're always in your bathroom, like little nanites, scrubbing bubble nanites. Yeah. Like diamond age, just nanites that just continually keep Uh, everything clean. That'd be great. Do you want gray goo? Because that's how you get gray goo. (laughs) Uh, Question question five. Question number five. What is a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? Uh, what Katrina wrote was favorite movie. Okay. So uh, said Renfield was a fantastic recent release. Very, very good. Big fan. All right. I have not seen it. So, but I will see it the uh, on streaming. The opening of Renfield is absolutely hilarious. It's like a flashback to like a, cl- a Nick Cage as a, a very classic Dracula and Nicholas Holt as a very classic Renfield in black and white. It's a very, very funny part of the movie. I agree with that. I that that part really had had us both cracking up for sure. And I love Nicholas Holt. Watch watch him and watch him yeah. do anything. He's great. He's great. Nicholas I, Holt is I great. He's one of my favorite modern actors. War boy. Uh, thank you so much, Katrina, for sending in your answers. If you want to send in your answers to our five questions, send them to five questions at geekswithoutgod.com. If you support us on Patreon, I'll bump you to the top of the list, which is admittedly a little short right now. But if you put in the subject line or in the body of your answers that you uh, sub- subscribe to our Patreon, you get bumped into the Patreon queue, which right now is zero people. So bully for you. You'd get to go first. Yeah. La, la. Jump the line. If you've already answered these questions, go ahead. Answer them again. Or you know what? Fuck it. Send us five more questions and we'll answer them. Yeah. You can just ask us any five questions. We will happily answer. We are very good at answering questions. We do it all the uh, time. We do it all the time. I answer questions all day long. Watch, watch this. Hey guys, do you like to answer questions? I do. I'm not, I'm not crazy about it. I also like it. Wow. (laughs) That was a lot of questions just right there being answered live for free. (laughs) Maybe not not live. (laughs) It anyway, was live when we Facebook. did it. it, it time uh, is relative. On Facebook and we post all of our episodes to Facebook. If you want to engage in some conversation there, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you went to Convergence 2023, tell us what you loved. What was your favorite part? What was something that let you down? And what's something that you hope never leaves? Or what are you looking forward to in 2024? We cannot wait to see you there because we're all going to be there. And it's going to be a really fun time. And everyone's invited. Uh, thank you so much. Including you, listeners. You. You. Yes, you. (laughs) Thanks so much, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Everyone's Invited does not include transphobes, homophobes, men's right advocates, or Nazis. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks. Geeks without God. More Geeks Without God? Go to our website, read our blog posts, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. Social media! We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God.
We got you. Are you can you see us? You you are now all of a sudden you talked really fast and now you're normal.